spirit just help me, Jesus, amen. But God gets us from useless to useful. Come on, somebody, amen. In the book of Philemon, it talks about that. Paul was the killer. Paul, nobody wanted to even talk to Paul. After Paul had a transition with the gospel, after Paul got saved and his life had changed, nobody wanted to touch him. Nobody trusted him because he was killing Christians. He was killing believers. They, they, nobody wanted to get next to him. But Barnabas, amen, said, no, no, let's, let's help him. And they became good friends. And, and all of a sudden, Paul becomes a church planner. Paul becomes a preacher. Come on, somebody, amen. Here's Paul, amen. Would you less expect? Amen. But God seen him different. See, God sees us different, church. He sees us different from we even see ourselves. You know, Joshua, Joshua his, was seen to become a great leader. But he went through some stuff. He went through some things. He could have just said, forget about it. But he didn't. There was 12 untrained and unjigged. Un hello, hello, somebody. I'm part of that 12, untrained and uneducated <laughs> disciples that Jesus seen great things in him and that they would turn the world upside down. Church, one was a fisherman, a tax collector, a doctor, uh, all these things, and he put them all together. Just imagine the kind of, kind of <laughs> meetings they had, amen. Because when you get people from all different types, you put them together some just don't want to get along with each other. You got the east side with the south side and the north side put all together. And then you got a guy who's been dignified, don't even want no, no. I just, I can just see the talks, amen. Believe me, I've had them together and I've sat with them. I've sat with the best of the best, the worst of the worst. And I just said, Lord, have mercy. But God got these 12, unified them, and they turned the world upside down. Church, I want you to know today, changing your perspective on others, amen, uh, it makes a big difference. It makes, it makes a big difference. Somebody it makes a big difference. It makes a big difference. Stop seeing her for what she used to be. Stop seeing him for what he used to be. Come on, somebody, amen. We have, we have to change our perspective. If they change of perspective, you know what? I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see the greatness in them. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to see with the eye of Jesus. I'm gonna try to see. You know what? I'm gonna try to see them different. Come on, because Christ sees us different. And and I say all that to tell you this, because if you see others different, you'll see yourself different. Amen. We need to change the way we see ourselves. Amen. Change the way we see ourselves. Not only do we need to see the best in others, but we need to see the best in yourselves. See the best in ourselves. Some of us have grown up our whole lives with people speaking death upon our lives. I don't know about you, but I, I, I was told my life you'll never amount to anything. You're useless. You're good for nothing. You end up in prison, end up dead just like your father. I don't know if you've ever heard anything like that. Amen. You know, I, I've been told things in my life growing up from from uh, from uh, from middle school. Amen. I tell people I flunk I flunk kindergarten. How do you flunk kindergarten? And I tell my daughter I refuse any of my kids flunk kindergarten. Amen. If I tell you the stories, you'll be laughing. Amen. I don't want you I don't want you to laugh too much. Amen. 
I never went to school. School was around the corner from us and never showed up, never went, and, and always in trouble, always in trouble, always told me you never become. And that's why I got the word, that's why I got the name Edgy from. Because I sat the teacher in second grade. And it told me all I wanted to do is fight. Always fighting, always fighting in, 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 in middle school. I mean, it's that, I know that, but in Phoenix, growing up, he's always in trouble. Always in trouble. Oh, I mean, I'm not talking about always. I'm talking about always. Amen. And, and uh, they would always say, you know, I just, mm-mm, not going to amount to nothing. And all of a sudden, when I got saved, somebody looked at me different. Jesus, Jesus looked at me different. Jesus got me different. And then God put a man in my life to help me, and he looked at me different. He says, I'm going to take my chance on you. I said, oh, this guy's going to lose. <laughs> he don't know what he's getting himself into, but he, he, he took a chance on me, and he, and he spoke good things, and he spoke life into me, and couldn't understand it. Come on, somebody, amen. Because he seen me different, I begin to see myself different. And when I seen myself different, I had a different outlook on life. I had a different perspective on life. Come on, somebody. I had a different perspective on life. And we must understand that God is much greater than a lot of things that are going on in our life. This is what I want you to see. God sees not what you are, but what you're going to be. Come on, somebody. Amen. God doesn't see what you are, but he sees what you're going to be. Listen carefully. God sees not where you're at but where he's taking you. One more. Come on to help you out here. This case. God sees not where you've been, but where you're going to be. Come on, somebody. That, that, that's, that's what I want you to see for yourself, that God has something greater and mightier. You look out here, you see people that, that all of a sudden didn't have nothing. Now they bought their own houses, got their own jobs, their own businesses. Why? Because they've seen themselves different. They seen themselves different. They said, I can do this. I don't have to, amen, I can do something different with my life. I'm not what they said I am. I'm not what they try to place a, 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 a tag on me. That's not me no more. I've been delivered. I've been set free. God has changed me. I, I changed the way I see myself. I, I'm, I'm not that no more. Change your perspective on yourself, church. I, I always tell people, I'm gonna, I'll just let that one go right here. That's for a marriage seminar. You know, you got to change the way you really see yourself because when you look in the mirror, sometimes, I remember about a flashback, you look in your mouth like, man, I can't believe that. Sometimes when I, I see something, I have flashbacks, like, man, I can't believe that. But then I can't allow that flashback to take me back and to keep me bound. Amen. And you got to, you got. I want you to know, see yourself different because God sees you different. See, God sees these multitude, these people. He's seen them different. And 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 the reason why he was able to see the difference in that and his multitude that he had there, everybody else was saying, "Well, just just let him go." Send them home. He says, no, no, there's something different is going to happen here. Something different is going to take place. Something different is going to happen because they're here with me right now. Come on, somebody. Amen. They're here with me right now. We don't have to send them away. See, Jesus knows that he can change situations. You have the ability 
to change your surroundings by the way you see things, the way you see others, and the way you see yourself. Believe it or not. Believe it or not. Changing the way we view our situations. Listen carefully. Change the way you view your situation. Here we find the time had gone and the hour was getting late. And the disciples, instead of telling the multitude, instead of feeding the multitude, they told the multitude, I want you to go ahead and go home. Hello, somebody. <laughs> go ahead and go home. But we find that Jesus says they don't need to go, but command the disciples to feed them. Disciples explained to Jesus that they only had five loaves and two fish. Listen carefully. In other words, it is impossible that we feed all the people. They view on their situation or the view on that situation was, I don't think it's possible. Here they were in a situation and their outlook and their view was, I don't think this can happen, so let's send them home. And Jesus says, no. Come on, somebody. Jesus says, no. Jesus says, no. Listen, Jesus was trying to teach the disciples a very important lesson in faith. That we must view our situations in life through faith. Amen. Through faith. The God that we serve is a God that can do the impossible. Come on, somebody. With God, all things are what? possible and so here here's here is the picture that i want you to see it's funny that the disciples knew the power of the lord because they walked with jesus and they seen miracles listen carefully we can be in church and walk with jesus but still forget his power we can change the way we see others we can change the way we see ourselves but when a situation happens, all of a sudden, Jesus is powerless. Anybody guilty here? Amen. Good. The rest of you guys are lying. Praise God. All of a sudden, we forget his, 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 his dunamis, his power, his, his, his ability to part the Red Sea. Amen. His, his, he fed the multitudes twice. And it's funny, it was both with five loaves and two fish. Wow. He walked on water. He healed the blind. He healed the withered hand. He healed the ten leopards. And one just came back to say thanks. He, he, so much stuff had taken place. These people were with him. But when you are in front of a situation, when you are confronted with a situation in your life, how are you going to view it? God, you know, it's, this, is, this is too hard, you know. I know you care about me, but I know you care about so-and-so more than me. Lord, I know you love me, but I know you love so-and-so more. No. The Bible says when you're still yet sinner, Christ died for you. Come on, somebody. Amen. It wasn't because you were in church longer. It wasn't because you were saved longer. That's not, that's not, that's not it. See, all of a sudden, God took the five loaves and two fish and multitude, uh, the multitude, and he fed the 5,000. God is a God of possibilities, not logic. 
Come on, somebody. He's not. He's a God of possibilities, not logic. Logically, we begin to say, oh, there's no way. I, I, I don't think so. God said, yes, I think so. Yes, it can happen. Yes, it will happen. Yes, it will work out. Yes, it'll be okay. Come on, somebody. Change the way, amen, that you see your situation. Amen. Well, I'm going to court. I'm going to prison. Then go to prison. But look at your situation different. Well, you know, uh, uh, um, this is happening. This happening. Change the situation simply by changing the way you see it. No, God, you know what you're doing, God. I'm not going to get weird. I'm not going to get worrisome. I'm not going to have a panic attack. You hear what I'm saying? I'm not going to get all weird on you, God. Come on, somebody. God, you're a God that's able. You're a God that's mighty. You're a God that's more than enough. Come on, you're a God that can do anything. You fed the multitudes. We need to start viewing the situations in our life in a positive way. In a positive way. Seeing that God can do anything. If, if you can change this. If you change the way you see things, you will change your perspective on God. Come on, somebody, amen. If you change the way you see things, you would change your perspective on God. You would change your perspective on life itself. And you would change your perspective on finances. Amen. You won't get, you won't, you, you allow yourself, you know what, now I see with all different angles. Because I was looking at this through a straw. And some of us, we live looking through a straw in the gospel. Looking it through a strong the things of God, and we're missing uh, the big picture. We're missing uh, everything that He's trying to lay out for us. And so here Jesus goes and He says, No way. He says, A miracle is about to take place. Uh, I'm looking at this right now. I'm going to view these people different just because I'm going through something. Now you got to understand that, that when John the Baptist was beheaded, Jesus wept. The Bible says, One well, scripture is just dedicated to Jesus wept. Shortest scripture in the Bible. And it was the most sentimental part of Jesus' life. He, 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 he wept. They dedicated that scripture. Because why? Because it was an intense part of his life. See, when we go through something in our life, with our family, with our loved ones, it's an intense time of our life. It's a personal time of our life. With our mothers, our fathers, our brothers, our sisters, our friends, the ones we love. And we go through something through that. Amen. And, and we, can, we can either stay stuck in that or learn from that. But how are you going to view your situation? You can view it as God's going to help you. You know, there's things that me and my wife have been through. I said, man, the reason why we've been through them is for we can be a helper. We're going to be a helper. That we're going to be able to help others and comfort others and be a strength to others. Come on, somebody. Amen. There's some stuff that I, I, I wish upon none of you guys will ever go through. Amen. And the reason why I say that is because someone said that we went through has been intense. And it was because why? But we had to look at it. God, you know what you're doing. When uh, when my when we, when we gave birth to my wife gave birth not us but my wife gave birth to a stillborn baby we had a look at it and said if she lives if he lives he's in God's hands if he doesn't he's in God's hands 
Either way, we win. And so I had to change our perspective and how we've seen it. When he was born, he didn't. He ended up taking off to be with the Lord. But it was an intense hit. It was an intense hit on her. Happened Friday. Saturday, she gets out of the hospital. Sunday, we're in church. Pastoring for, I think, like about two, three years at that time. An intense hit. For some of these, it might not be nothing, but for us, it was an intense hit. So that's why I want you to know is that your situations, you can either get stuck in them or you can either come out of them. Come on, somebody, amen. Stand with me this morning, church. Here he goes and he feeds the multitudes. He finds out in chapter 14 that his friend had been beheaded. He finds out that multitude needs to be fed. And in verse 22, after he does and feeds the multitude, he, he, he tells them, immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him in the other side while he sent the multitudes away. He was continually saying, I'm not going to get stuck in my situation. I'm not going to get stuck in things in life. I'm not going to get stuck in tragedies. I'm not going to get stuck with situations. Do they hurt? Yes, they hurt. Do we mourn? Yes, we mourn. Do we go through things? Yes, we go through things. But if we stay stuck, what does that profit anybody? Imagine if Jesus would have been stuck in chapter 14. He would have been just stuck in chapter 14. None of us would be seeing what he did in chapter 22, chapter 15, chapter 16. We would never, none of us would have been here today because there would have been no crucifixion. There would have been no crucifixion. And because why? Because he would say, you know what? No, not my will. Not your will, God, but my will be done. And he says, you know, forget about that. I'm going to think about myself now. I've been thinking about everybody else. I've been thinking about everybody else. But now I'm going to be selfish. And I'm not going to die on the cross. Let them die for themselves. Just imagine. He said, forget this. I'm changing my perspective. I'm looking at it different now. Everybody pay for themselves. I don't know about you, but I don't know if I want to get whipped on the cross. I don't even like getting hit in the hand. Hello, somebody. But getting pierced in the hand and getting pierced and taking a beating for us. He viewed things different. He's seen us different. He's seen the circumstance different. Because of that, you and I can stand here today and be forgiven. Come on, somebody. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed this morning. the simplicity of this word this morning is that you view your circumstance different. View others different. Maybe you've been viewing people harshly, roughly, but today that you start viewing others different. Not what they were, but what they're going to be. Not where they're at, but where they're going to be. 
not where they've been, but where they're going to be. I want you to know today that God wants you to start even viewing yourself different. You're greater and you're mightier. You're, you're, you're somebody. You're a somebody. Somebody special, somebody mighty. You're a great father, a great mother, a great husband, a great wife. You want you to start viewing your circumstances differently. You don't get stuck in your circumstance. That your circumstances not become quicksand and you start sinking and staying there. But you would just go through your circumstance and go through your situation and just go through it. And as you're going through it, you're helping others and lifting up others and caring for others and helping others. Because why? It's because you decided, God, I'm going to not just look at myself as a victim, but I'm victorious. And that I refuse to live life beat up. My outlook on life is different. Today, I'm going to view my marriage different. I'm going to view my spouse different. I'm going to view everything different today. Everything. Hallelujah. Every head bowed, every eye closed this morning. Say, Pastor, that's me. God spoke to me. Oh, I believe that God wants to do something here this morning. Even with us going through a transition as a church. Don't get stuck in, in what other people are saying or what's going on. You view our circumstance as a blessing. Did I know that God's not done with us? I know God's not done with you. I know what's going on in your life right now might seem hard and rough, but it's okay. It gets better. It gets better. It's going to be okay. Things are going to work out. The disciples started panicking that the multitudes weren't going to get fed. But God said, don't worry about it. I got this covered. And the multitudes got fed. God took care of it. If God took care of that, he's going to take care of us. If God took care of that situation, he's going to take care of your situation. You're here this morning and God spoke to you. You say, God, I need to give you my situation. I need to give you my life. I need to give you my outlook on everything. I, I, just, I just need your touch this morning. If that's you this morning, I want you to come. I want you to come right now. Come say, God, here I am. Here I am, God. Here's my situation. Here's my circumstance. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's not over. It's not over. Hallelujah. Bless your name. Bless your name. Bless your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord. 